his thoughts on downtown Battle Mountain too. I was more interested in showing off than writing a coherent song. Oh, but he made coherent songs. Now everything's serious. Welcome to the Demo Team Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Cash Spicer from the Demo Team Podcast. Bienvenidos al equipo de demo. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? I don't know how to say podcast in Spanish. (laughs) So this is the demo team and we're here today with a very special very special guest uh we're here with adventurer michigan zone michigan zone and we have grant helping us out with this interview yeah what's up everybody but anyways adventure have y'all been on any adventures lately adventures i was i was just in ann arbor <laughs> you know they say that place doesn't exist go blue um, I was just, I was out skateboarding today for the first time since, uh, I broke my ankle skateboarding last year. You didn't right. learn. Oh, I remember that y'all, y- your leg was messed up when I saw y'all. Uh, Jeff's was messed up. Mine was healing, but I was still limping. Yeah. Yeah. You but yeah, bend. no, I, you know, it was such a nice day. It was 60 degrees in March. So we, I was outside today. Me and my girlfriend took a walk. We're having a good time. Wait, it's 60 degrees in Michigan right now? Yeah. Well, not anymore. Uh, it was earlier. Oh. <laughs> it, it was 75 up here in Rochester. I've been, uh, oh, that's warm. Like, yeah. for, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're getting snow tomorrow. Oh, that's crazy. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, good old Midwest. It's like 70 outside right now where I'm at, but it also has that tornado looking weather. So uh-huh. who knows? Yeah. So, Let's. I guess we could go back to the, the formal introduction first. Actually, <laughs> I uh, guess we could go back, you know, and kind of just figure out. Uh, so, what like drove all y'all to like becoming? Well, before we do that, let's let's let them all introduce themselves and say uh, who, what we, they we do. know who they are. Who are you people? We do. Well, I mean, we need to make sure everyone they know the voice. It's not a visual medium, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can't see us right now. Oh what? <laughs> um, I'm Steven. I play guitar and do vocals. Very nice, Steven. Thank you. <laughs> I figured you didn't want an introduction. I guess I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah, you're you're doing great. I, usually <laughs> people you. follow along afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I think me and PJ are just waiting for each other. I'm John. I'm Steven's brother. I play guitar. All right. And I'm PJ, and I play the drums. And he's also Steven's brother. Yeah. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's Uh, like It's the Christie brothers. Yes, sir. Like like Mario and Luigi, but they they, they shred guitar. They shred. Those those were our names. We had to change them. 
Oh man, legal. Nintendo is so Nintendo hard. Is, yeah. like, equal proceedings, man. Like they're the Mario and Luigi Christie brothers. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Four million dollars in uh, NDA later, and we're not allowed to be Mario and Luigi anymore. Bullshit. Nintendo, get your shit together. Seriously. <laughs> um, and, and I guess I'm. I guess I'm last. I'm. My name's Grant. I'm uh, one of the uh, demo team ox. Yeah. First Grant. interview, with Grant. Yeah. Grant is such a huge help. We appreciate everything. Uh, our, 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 we went through like an extensive interview process to get the best and brightest to help us out on episodes. So thank you, Grant. Yeah. We, we do have the best and brightest. We could, uh, we could use that power for evil, but we choose not to. This, I, I made like three. I made like three channels on the Discord server. I'm not that special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he did set up our Discord, which is like pretty cool. Cause I, I don't think me or well, I mean Ryan doesn't even use Discord, our Discord yet, yeah. but I I, I, every time I, I, I definitely asked... I definitely couldn't have done it myself. Well, maybe I could have, I don't know, but it was pretty confusing. Uh, Grant knows how to make a Discord server. I don't even know how to do that. So that's a it's immense like help. Well, that's the easy part making it. It's the all the other stuff. It's hard, <laughs> but like, let's go back to adventure. Yeah, Something, definitely. <laughs> I mean, not to make y'all sound old, but I didn't realize how long y'all had been around for. Like, I didn't realize y'all had like an album uh, that your first album came out in 2014. I thought it came out way later, but so when exactly did this uh, project start? Um, well, our first EP was in uh, 2014, and I mean, it, you can consider it an album. I guess it's like seven songs long, but once an intro song, so it's still only like six songs, so it's still kind of like an EP. Yeah. So our first album album was 2017, but we've been going since I think our first show was in 2013. All right. So it's uh, good nine years, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's how music goes. I know, uh, like Let Live was like a band for like ten years before they anybody even knew who they were. So, yeah, that's true. But uh, I guess what were y'all doing before uh, Adventure started? Whole bunch of stuff, I guess. Other bands, yeah. Another band. <laughs> Always yeah, pretty much just, Yeah, pretty much just music. I uh, I know that I. Me and PJ were jamming in this other band called Some Sort of Oasis. Uh, and that was like ending right as Adventurer was starting. And like, you know, we just all been in bands here and there around. Yeah. All right. I feel, I feel awkward. Nobody's talking after me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said around, and I was like, around when? Like, yeah, like around, like around, like, <laughs> like the Detroit area. We were all just local band dudes all for right. that period of time. Cool. It, it kind of sucks. Like up here in uh, up here in New York, uh, at least my my area, we don't really have that kind of scene. You know, our uh, we barely get any concerts around, and you know, it's like I, I have friends and things that are. Like one's a bassist, uh, another one's uh, he he plays guitar, and like they're they're in like little bands around, but there's not like a scene for that. It's like they're very, it's a very small kind of thing, and um, you know, just going to like concerts uh, between you know local concerts to me, and versus like a concert I went uh, down in uh, Philly. I think I saw yeah I saw Dance Gavin Dance down in Philly in like 
uh, I think it was October, early October, and just the vibes was just completely different. So it's it's really interesting to hear that that there, there's like actually like a scene and like an actual like community in like other cities and shit. Because I, I I wish I knew what that was like. I mean, Are you, is is it a major city? Yeah, I'm in, in I'm I'm in Rochester, so like right between Albany and Buffalo. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. If you have a scene that's just not active, like my recommendation to anybody in a local music scene is like, just try to get, if there's no audience or there's no uh, active scene, like make your own. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that means there's a whole market out there that's not being utilized correctly. And you obviously have, like, you see that it's not there. So you're already ahead of the game. So start a band, bro. They will come. Start a band. Yeah. 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 Start a band. I mean, so adventurer. So you guys, when you started out, so you guys all just kind of like collaborated and like came together. But a little bit before that, like, what got what drove you to become like sufficient and like awesome inside of your uh, instrument? Nice to see you, John. (laughs) 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 I can't turn it off at this point. I'm too deep. (laughs) <laughs> we just all turn it on honestly uh, I'm, I'm i'm digging the sea <laughs> so to answer that to to pose that question once again what what drove you guys to play the instruments that you play uh, i don't know me and steven got into music like when we were like really young teenagers and we bugged our grandma for years for guitars and she finally got them for us when we were like I was like 14, 15. Steven was like just a little younger. And I don't know. We really liked emo music. Nice. You know, I'd actually like to add on to that, that we were actually like 10 and 11 when we got our first guitars. And well, uh, John like... got John got a guitar, but uh, oh, our yeah. dad strung it left-handed and John played right-handed. So he had to give John a guitar and I ended up getting the guitar that John got for Christmas. Yeah. Left-handed. What? Yeah, we're both left-handed. You're both left-handed. Yeah, John just just plays right-handed. But you play. I. I mean, I mean, I saw you. I just don't remember like what hand y'all were playing with. But both actually. I stand on one uh, side. He stands on the other. They hang out the edges. (laughs) Like 80s metal, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, PJ? Um, I had a family member that was a drummer and, uh, it was actually my sister's husband and she, she babysat me a lot when I was a young child. And I was just always fascinated every time I even like looked at his drums. And one day I just kind of started like playing them. And then like everyone kind of came outside and like started watching me and stuff. And then he kind of like showed me like just how to play like a really simple beat. And I just remember picking up on it really, really fast, a lot faster than like a lot of kids my age probably would have. And then probably like a month later, I, I had my first drum kit and I was already like getting enrolled in lessons and stuff. And the rest is history. I, I think I was probably like seven years old or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. So you were a natural? I mean, I don't want to say a natural, but... A prodigy? You know, <laughs> I was pretty good, you know. All right. I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess a question I kind of have, it's a, a little... I guess it's a little like 
definitely a little unrelated, but this is something I was like thinking of. I, I took a shower right before this and I was like, what's like, it's like a really good question. And like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of what um, people that listen to music, you know, there's always like people uh, listen to music and, you know, like, you know, you guys write the music, um, people listen to the music and sometimes they put their own meanings on it. Um, <clears throat> but sometimes the story of, you know, what the inspiration for the music was is kind of gets lost. So <clears throat> sorry about that. My, my throat's all messed up. Um, so I guess my question is, you know, what's kind of like, uh, what's the thing that like inspires you to make music and like, where does the uh, inspiration for like some of your lyrics and things like that come from? Because you have so many different songs about like so many different things. Um, and I was just, I was just kind of wondering. Um, so to answer the question about like what makes like what drives you to write music and stuff like that um i feel like music was just something that like you know i feel like it's like that for everybody where music just does so much for you in life like you know gets you through stuff makes you feel things and you just want to write something that made you feel like like that makes somebody else feel like how you felt like when you first heard your favorite band you know mm -hmm. and like that's kind of my driving force is like i want to I want to be that band for somebody, you know, I love the idea of it. My favorite bands, I fangirl all the time over bands when I see them still, like I'm really into music. So going and seeing bands, I always just want to be that for somebody else. That's awesome. And like lyrically, um, I feel like just life experiences drive the lyrics. Like sometimes like earlier on me and Jeff would kind of like throw a theme out there. Like, uh, um, you know, just like a, like a murder, like a uh, mystery song, you know, and we'd do like a whole like theme around a song, but it kind of more turned into just like feelings, like how we're feeling uh, and just like a passage of our emotions rather than like a theme to the songs. Mm -hmm. So vibes now. Exactly. It went from being like, we could write like a song all about a guy murdering some girl and then that was cool but now we're like all right well like we're sad sometimes so like let's write a song about being sad <laughs> yeah all right i can dig it and i mean just so everyone knows it's not actually cool for guys to murder girls that's just no, it's cool not. For yeah don't don't do only that. only when you're listening to true crime podcast because it makes it something interesting to listen to at work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you end up the bad guy in those stories. Huh? <laughs> oh, man. But uh I guess let's throw it back to 2013. So like what like forms this band? What what is like the catalyst that makes this be this project begin? Shit. Um I I was jamming with this band some sort of oasis with PJ and uh PJ was like not able to do a few shows or something. So our original drummer, Miles, came to like, you know, jam with us and try it out. And he was basically like, he didn't want to do it after the first practice. He was like, you know, I'm not feeling this band, but I like how you play guitar. Do you want to come jam with me and Jeff? And that's kind of just how it happened. All right. Yeah, our first practice, we wrote Living with the Ghosts. And then we were like, all right, all right I guess we're a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess you started making music together and like that's pretty much means you're a band at that point right and with the song that you actually like you're like wow that turned out to be a decent song like maybe we are pretty good writing together yeah you know i would say so after seeing y'all i think y'all 
and listening to your music. I think y'all are pretty good together, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. By the way, they are very good live. You should definitely go see them if you get the chance. I'm up to New York. I'll come see you. Come to Brazil. Brazil. You got it. <laughs> Actually, already in Brazil. Oh. You went to Ann Arbor, Brazil? Yeah. <laughs> the favorite no, lost city of Ann Arbor, Brazil. <laughs> it's right it's right next to atlantis and you gotta make a ride at el dorado but you'll get there Yo, you yeah it's all it. in the same place yeah i should i'm gonna look up ann arbor brazil just see if that is a thing probably not hey man if you believe it it's there we should go we should just create our own city in brazil so I guess moving along back to the adventurer, I would just I guess you guys you get you form together, you get the plan up to go in. And um moving along, you guys get to your first EP and um eventually that'll you know, it all kind of like while writing leads to like being signed with Blue Swan. Do you guys wanna like go into like how that became like a thing? Um it was kind of just super early on with the whole Blue Swan like records thing. Like we were signed like well before we released uh, uh, Sacred Grove. So we, it was kind of a right place, right time situation where we had our EP release uh, show the same night that Kurt Travis was having. Uh, he was in Detroit. So we played the show with Kurt Travis and it was our EP release. And, you know, we packed the place out. We ended up, like, looking really good for him. And he's like, yeah, like, let me manage you guys. And then there was, I think, Stolas and uh, Icarus the Owl and Hail the Sun were the only Blue Swan bands. So we ended up, like, making it on there. And we did our first tour uh, was the Blue Swan tour for Hail the Sun's uh, Wake uh, release. Very sick, dude. So it was kind of like a perfect storm situation. You guys just had this really good show. You guys do this in front of like the king himself. And it kind of just like was like a stroke of luck that kind of just like got the ball rolling like really, really fast for y'all, huh? A little bit too, but like we were also doing what every other like uh, blue like swan core band kind of does. And like we were trying to play with Stolas. We were trying to play with a lot like birds like those were our first two shows stolith a lot like birds uh strawberry girls like we were trying to like associate ourselves with that scene as well very sick so um that tour how did that go like what was it like like your first tour just kind of like seeing the you know the states <laughs> and kind of just like being with the people that you worked hard to associate with the tour was sick. Uh, really, it was me, Jeff, and Miles uh, at the time. And then uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, we toured in her car. So we were, we were sharing amps and drum sets with the other bands and just like sleeping in a car. And that part sucked. But seeing Hell the Sun on that Wake tour, awesome. Uh, being able to tour and see Stolas every night, awesome. That's a band that I wish like was still around today uh Icarus the Owl ridiculous live like it was just really cool seeing like the early stages of that scene kind of build up too 
Yeah, it, I mean, I there's a lot of those bands, those early ones that like, like we've had uh, Sergio on here, and I mean, if you want solos nowadays, you guys, you kind of got to listen to their podcast to get like any kind of that vibe. So like yeah. the fact that you guys are like tenured enough to experience that and still be going, like kudos to you guys because you're like you're keeping that OG scene alive, you know. Mm-hmm. You might ask, what kind of car were you all touring in together? <laughs> You know, I really don't even remember. It wasn't a bad car, but it was a it was a it was a four door sedan. Like it wasn't like it wasn't even like a hatchback or, or anything. Yeah, it was <laughs> something like that. Just something like small. Everyone just yeah. sat uh, sitting up. You know. Yeah, that's that sounds a little rough, but you know, y'all y'all made it through, and now you're you know on bigger tours, going with Macari and who was that tour? Like? Macari and Coletta. <laughs> That was a great tour last year. Yeah, those guys are super cool, too. It's really cool seeing uh, Coletta and Macari every night. Yeah. I mean, that was, on a, that was like, just a great lineup. Like, y'all always just killed it. All three bands. And, and I mean, Pacifica was, the vocals were um, recorded and uh, mixed by Andy. What was, what was it like uh, working with him? Andy's awesome to work with. Uh, he's a really good friend of ours. Me and him used to uh, play a lot of, like, nintendo switch <laughs> so we we like uh we go back pretty far we've been we toured with them uh years ago as well so like we're, we've been pretty good friends with the whole makari gang mm-hmm. so it was honestly a lot more relaxing than any other studio experience because it was like just chilling with a friend that, that, that sounds like the best yeah yeah he, he came and did it in our living room like we toured it we, or we did it in our house like we just recorded all the vocals here uh and it was just the chillest experience yeah, that's super efficient, just doing it at home, honestly. I'm curious, because I know, like, the, because like, I'm just looking at the, like, the Blue Swan, like, it, it uh, just kind of, like, looking and seeing, the, like, what you guys have done and who you work with, just, like, like, you had Icarus the Owl, you mentioned them. Uh, I know Secret Band was dropping stuff around then, and I know you guys were, like, label mates around the time. Did you guys, like, I know, like everyone else, like they're all connected and they speak in the scene. So, like, Sacred Grove was dropped 2017. Was that your guys's first release through Blue Swan, or was it the Wolf and Bear like mix thing? Uh, the Wolf and Bear split was our first release with Blue Swan. Uh, yeah, they were. It was Galaxy God, and then I never went to college. Was on that, uh, and Galaxy God ended up being on Sacred Grove as well. Very nice. What was that like? Like having a split? Like I like we we we've had so few guests on here that have done split EPs. I I, I love splits. Like I think that's such a great way of marketing and just kind of like getting like a vibe for like two different pet projects. Um, I really like the thought of splits as well. Um, it seems like more of like an older emo, like you know, '90s bands type thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like that's kind of what I like about it. Like I really wish we could have done it on vinyl. Uh, they ended up dropping their songs from that split on vinyl, but I just like, it's just one of those things that I really liked doing and it was cool having an exclusive song just for that split as well. Very sick. Yeah. You know who had like a really cool split like back in the day and like nobody ever talks about it. Like the album cover art had like a uh, nightmare on Elm street on it. It was a uh, Aiden and Stalin's war. Like that, EP, that split EP was hella sick. It was like 2004, 2005. 
Damn, I never even heard of that one. I'll have to check that out. It's a really good. Like it had Nice Blood Nightmare on it, and uh, Goodbye We're Falling Fast. Like the like pre demo, pre Nightmare Anatomy days. You know what I mean? That's insane. I love Aiden, so I'm gonna have to check that one out. Another good one was uh, Moaning and Alexis on Fire did a split where they covered each other's songs. Yes, yes, exactly. That dude. We need to get somebody to do a split EP like that nowadays. Like with If I Die First and like See You Space Cowboy doing that split. Like I think last year or the year before. Like yeah, I want to see, see like a split EP revolution because it's like it's sick. Yeah, I'm I mean that the See You Space Cowboy one was so was so solid last year for sure. We should do a yeah. split podcast. Yeah, split. split. Oh, shit. Adventure, start a uh, podcast. We need to do a split EP podcast. <laughs> you guys just talk over a our split music. EP podcast. We drop the podcast on vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we talked. We had Kurt on the show, and he told us because this was like this was, I want to say twenty twenty, maybe twenty twenty one, and he said that if we ever reached out to him, like through S Records, Big Wave Industries, that we could put one of the podcasts on tape. I mean, it would be probably only. It makes sense to do like the Kurt Travis one on vinyl, honestly. Or would you say tape? <laughs> Yeah, he said tape, but I mean vinyl would be sick too. Uh, not- make it. We did uh, we, we did Pacifica yeah. tapes through them. Yeah, so okay. I mean, maybe we get that Kurt Travis and Adventure episodes. I mean, Big Wave Industry, they, they can make a Jerry skateboard. I mean, what's I mean, what's a little podcast? <laughs> I forgot about the and, Jerry thing. That yeah. guy was ep- That was an epic saga. Yeah, dude, I, Kurt handled that like a pro, dude. I've never seen such finesse, like with shit posting from like a band, dude. But like that, that right there was Kurt, like in his element. Definitely. So let's like, see. Knew he had it in him too. Like he was, he could like roast someone like that. <laughs> I'm sure that you guy has never no idea. I'm sure that guy has no idea. Like, obviously, his brain wasn't firing on all cylinders. I don't think he has any inkling or idea that any of that actually happened. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how Boomer Facebook goes, it seems like. <laughs> I don't want this on my wall. Get it out. How do I delete you? <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know is how he got on the algorithm. Like, how did, how did, was he like checking out Kurt Travis? And he, he said that up, uh... all their ads all the time too. And he was just pissed off about it. And that's why he commented. You know, which I, I, I feel like it's just Facebook advertising to the wrong people. Like maybe the guy, like they thought like, oh, this guy probably would love some adventurer. But then he ended up being like 50 and alone. Like, <laughs> it sounds know. like he needs adventurer if he's 50 and yeah, alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's got a lot of angst in him, it seems like. Yeah. He, he obviously wasn't there for the uh, the first wave of emo because he doesn't really like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think it's just Facebook trying to take people's money because, I mean, well, yeah, well, advertise your stuff, but, like, not to the right people. Right. Let me it's advertise it to this old guy that. that's going to yell at you. Yeah. yeah. You go, <laughs> Thanks, Zuckerberg. So, all right. So, Sacred Grove, Blue Swan era, that happens for a few years for you guys. Obviously, you know, times change. You still work with Kurt. 
you move on from Sacred Grove, which I'm sure was an awesome album and experience for all y'all. So what leads y'all towards going, moving along toward, from away from uh, Sacred Grove towards like, you know, Solstice and Vicious Circle eventually leading to Pacifica? Um, well, after Sacred Grove, our drummer at the time, TJ, uh, left the band and then PJ joined. And so then we great. wanted to kind of, uh, yeah, don't even make the joke. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we ended up, uh, we got PJ in the band and PJ has been filling in for us, uh, the whole time. He's been basically like, uh, a, like a member of adventure the whole time just on the sidelines and he ended up finally he was in other bands too so it ended up the stars aligned where his other band wasn't going and P, uh, tj had just left adventure so pj had jumped in and we just had this wave of inspiration and we had written a bunch of songs and we recorded uh vicious circle solstice uh and another one i forget what the other one that we recorded was but uh we didn't release the other one. We ended up doing the, we just did the two. And then I, uh, I, uh, we just kind of wanted to have new music with the new drummer, make, make people know that like, yo, like we are still going, we're still a band. Like, and it ended up just being awesome songs that we like had just a huge wave of inspiration for. And Solstice is still like, uh, probably my favorite song we've ever done. I steal the chord progression all the time still. <laughs> Fair. i mean yeah it's definitely like an awesome like transition and like to show like you know your evolution and eventually it evolves uh boy john here who's your newest latest member edition though i think he kind of has like the pj thing where he's kind of always been in the background associated correct uh, yeah, he's been touring with us for years, uh, but he didn't really do, he didn't record with us or anything on any of the stuff up until Pacifica. But he had been in the band and touring with us for years at that point. Yeah, since the first one with Makari, I think TJ was still in the band. You hear, you're hearing it here first, folks. This is an exclusive. He's always been there. He, he just always he just, he just stuck around oh, and then like, you know what? He's kind of <laughs> like an ox guy for adventure. He became full-blooded. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, we touched on a little bit. And I, I don't want I don't want to make the joke or whatever or anything, but like <laughs> Facebook communities kind of like making like little side comments, whatever that aside like the fact that a community has still stood behind y'all even with little jokes and stuff like that like that's got to be crazy because we met we talked to dwellings isaac and uh he was saying like you know like people make their jokes and stuff because but the fact that you guys still like promote and like fuck with our music like that that's the best part about it even if you got to endure some people who take it a little too seriously yeah, I think that uh, when it happened, like it, we just kind of embraced it because it was kind of like our album was just starting to come out and like we like it, we were promoting stuff anyway. So why not spin it to be like a big thing, you know? Then people are talking about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you gotta and utilize. I thought it was just a. 
I thought it was funny jokes anyway. And it was like, you know, they kind of went overboard and the, the community always does because, you know, that's just what we all do. Uh, yeah. But it was just funny at the time because we were promoting anyway. So it was cool to have our names on people's mouth anyway. Mm-hmm. It was good shit posting. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way that I actually found you guys was through a Facebook group. Um, so so I'm, I'm a big Idola fan. And while we were waiting for um, uh, The Architect, your, your guys' album uh, came out and everyone was saying, hey, go check this out. Go check this out. Go check this out. And I did. And I, and I really liked it. And so it, it was kind of cool that like, you know, I'm, I'm mainly on Twitter. I really never use Facebook, but the one time I go on Facebook, I end up stumbling upon some really good music. Did, did you did you end up like stumbling upon Pacifica through perhaps a like uh, Hank Hill dolphin meme? <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think the album just came out and someone just said, hey, you know, while we're, while we're waiting, you know, this this really good, you know, Blue Swan band put out uh, put out this this good album. It's, you know, go check it out. Go show them some love. And, and I did. And it, was, it was awesome. And shit was fun. I, I, did, I remember Pacifica drop day in week very vividly. It was a good time. Yeah, I think the first song I heard was Afterlife. Which is my personally my favorite song off the album, um, just just with the feature and the the guitar riff, um, and then I think the second song that I really liked was I think it was just Voices Over Infinite Distance. That was also such really good. good. Such a good track. Yeah, it's really. I good. just uh, I just recently put that music video on Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got uh, yeah I was bored one day and I made our music videos available. Uh, on Dreamcast. So if you ever want to burn a CD and just bust out that old 22-year-old Dreamcast uh, to, to watch some adventure videos, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it could be fun. They look good, too. <laughs> so Pacifica, like, why would, why did you call it that? Because y'all aren't really anywhere near the Pacific. PJ? Also, I only realized just now, look, looking at the album, looking on Spotify, that there's a there's a dolphin. I totally did not see the <laughs> dolphin album. The, the dolphin. I until now. It's Echo, bro. It's Echo. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because like that was one of that was some of the reference shots that uh, the guy who drew it had sent me was Echo the dolphin, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, I love Echo the dolphin. <laughs> you gotta show that Sega Genesis love, man. And for one of like, that game was hard as fucking hell when I was a little kid because I didn't understand how to play it. But nobody mm. understands still how to play that game. All right, you're a dolphin. That's the game. I will say, um, Grant came out. You guys got put on uh, Grant's radar through uh, Pacifica, but I think. The only reason why I know about y'all is uh, your homies out here in SoCal. You may know them. They're uh, the Swim Gustavo boys. Oh, yeah. Those are my homies. Those are my great, great, great homies. I love all those dudes. Love them. I I met Steven, I want to say, at a 1720 Fall of Troy show once. It was like Mm -hmm. forever. And I was hanging with the Swim boys and. Steven popped up and Steven's always been like really kind and sweet and really giving with his time. I was supposed to go to that garage show you guys played in Shaka's uh, garage, but alas, I could not make that show. But, 
the day I really we- liked it because we like they let us uh, stay with them for like the whole recording of our album. Very nice. Yeah, those guys, sweethearts, Chris, Mac, Shaka, Joey, all of them, just such sweet, sweet people. Von Aldrin too, of course. Yeah. Like shout out to them. I know Swim Gustavo's going through some stuff, but you know I support their music. I support all their side projects, Thunder Tribe, all the way. Like shout out to those guys a million times over. Yeah, I listen to uh, I listen to Sam's uh, solo stuff all the time. Him and Shaka, I have I have both of them on a Spotify playlist that I listen to all the time. I think everyone should get a Spotify playlist like Steven over here and just listen to some Sad Boy Sam, throw that Thunderbolt on. Or would you just like to share the name of the playlist you have for everyone so they can follow it? <laughs> I have my playlist <laughs> privated so that people can't see them when I'm on Spotify. You know, that's fair, honestly. Don't blame me. I feel that. I feel weird about it. You know, I feel weird when people yeah, listen sure. to my playlists. I don't I didn't make it for you. I made this for me. Okay. There's no, nothing wrong with that at all. You know, sometimes people want privacy and like having privacy on the internet is extremely hard. And if you can have a little cubby hole to escape to, and that's your own little bubble, like more yeah. power to you. Yeah. And but uh, back to the Pacifica, why it was named Pacifica. I think uh, PJ should uh, say that one because he was the one that actually came up with the name. Um. Well, I guess a lot of it was like just in per- inspiration from Cyberpunk 2077 because I love that game a lot, and um, we we just always enjoyed our time being like out like in Los Angeles and like pretty much anywhere on the ocean stuff like that. So we felt like kind of like intertwining those two themes uh, was kind of cool. And on top of that, we had already kind of been using like a lot of like purples and pinks and light blues and stuff on like previous covers and stuff like that for like this vicious circle. I felt like kind of like continuing the theme was, was kind of a cool idea with like the pyramids and stuff like that. And everyone likes themed albums and stuff. So I, I thought it would just be a cool, like new way to kind of express ourselves artistically outside of just the music. I think it worked really well. I agree. Yeah, I, I second that. Like it, just the concept, the art. I mean, I know I poke fun and say Lisa Frank, but I mean, I just say that in the most like endearing. Like this is amazing, awesome, very like ninety. It's memeable. I love it. Honestly, that's my favorite part about it is that like people can like people got involved. It became a community thing rather than like all oh, this albums out. Like cool. Like let me make a cool meme about it. Maybe I'll listen to the songs while I'm doing it. You know. Yeah. Uh oh. And I feel like people were really stoked on those, especially when the Hank Hill one came out and then everyone started posting Lisa Frank names and like it kind of became like a cool little uh, joke that everyone could get in on. Yeah, 100%. I, I, my personal favorite, I think, was uh, Devin. He's uh, he's part of the Cobalt and Calcium Coheed community. He made the Echo the Dolphin one and just like the cover from Genesis. And I was just like, this yeah. is it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was so, so, like the perfect amount of effort put into it like he just took the genesis one and then put it on there i laughed so hard at that one that's it's so good if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about if you go look up adventurer and try to find those memes they're on twitter they're on facebook i think I'm maybe sure they're one, probably on google at this point 
Yeah, <laughs> little image search adventurer Pacifica meme. There's got to be one. I'm I'm gonna look that up right now. <laughs> if not, I'm I'm just gonna dump all the, the adventurer memes on Demo Team podcast page. Go steal them. I don't care. You don't have to credit me. It has Pacifica Adventurer's logo on it. Like that's all that they're made for is for that. <laughs> that's the only thing we made the album for was it for the memes. Mean- <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's a good reason to make music, honestly, just for memes. I, I really would not blame someone if they did that. That's like Weird Al. Yeah, that is like Weird Al. I'm actually kind of bummed. I Googled it and only, I mean, Pacifica, Big Wave Industries, like the album cover pops up. The only other one that pops up is the one with Hannibal Burris, like drinking. Thank, thank God for Big Wave Industries Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you should you should post some of the memes when we uh when we put this uh this episode out. We got a gap in like that, that Google it search. I gotta make it. We're not like, live. <laughs> <laughs> we should be. <laughs> one day, one day we'll get there. Oh man. But um, let's see. So. We've gone over your albums. We've gone over why you guys became musicians. We've gone over a little bit of tours. So maybe we should talk about what like influences you guys. Like what artists, what music. I know Steven's a big Armor for Sleep fan. I know I've, I believe I've spoken to you some. I believe Steven. I'm probably like well from first to last and stuff like that. But. Maybe go around roundtable discussion. How about you guys like name like some artists and stuff that you like really enjoy that you feel like influenced your work? Not to say like you guys are copying or ripping anybody off, of course. Just kind of like I love. We're all ripping somebody off, aren't we? Yeah, I'm ripping off uh, Joe Rogan and um, (laughs) (laughs) Eureka Castle constantly, dude. I'm constantly ripping off Bear in the Big Blue House and Gullah Gullah Island. Dude, I'm totally ripping off of. Spirited away, dude. That's just my life. I don't know if you knew that, but it's the hair, dude. I knew, I knew it, dude. The hair, everything. <laughs> you got spirit hair. I knew it. Exactly. But uh I, I'd say my influences definitely uh I know me and PJ both are huge armor for sleep fans. Um but I listen to a lot of those like I guess like early two thousands to mid two thousands uh emo punk bands like uh this band park is my favorite band. Uh, I drive like seven hours to see them every year. Uh, boys night out um, from first to last was like, I wanted to be sunny more when I was in high school. So bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, pretty much just bands like that, like uh, Silverstein, just that whole scene was like my favorite. And I was just really big into it at the time. So I feel like my music now still kind of like reflects that a lot. All right. I feel yeah. that, dude. I forgot it. Oh, I yeah. Wanna, I want to be Sunny more too, though. Still, yeah, I still I think do. it wants to be. Um, I, I think it's funny you kind of named off all the bands we had on our polls yesterday, it seems like. <laughs> Did you? You didn't yeah, have park on your house house You've never, you've never listened class. to Park. I can guarantee it. Me? <laughs> yeah, you've never listened to Park. 
I've never. I, I make the poll. I make like cash the house with poll. I make the poll. I've never heard of park. I ain't gonna front. Yeah. Make a poll with park on it. <laughs> make a poll with park on it. Okay. No, nobody will ever. Nobody will vote for him, and I'll feel bad. This is how so. we get them to find out, though. We'll throw them on there with these silhouettes. And they'll be like, uh, "Can we freaking... come on the podcast?" We'll be like, "Sure," and then they'll end up on a when we were young fest or something, right? <laughs> I would, dude. That'd be sick. They used to tour with all those bands, so like it would be pretty cool. If we could yeah. get Park on this show, would you like to come back and interview him with us? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'd be there. Oh, yeah. All day. Bro, I, I'm the same way. Hey. Like, hey, you are with that. Like, I'm that way with uh, this band called Adair. And they're, like, from St. Louis. They used to tour with Story of the Year and Letter Kills all the time. And no matter how many times I, I'll tag bands like Dr. Acula and they'll respond or Boys Night Out and they'll respond, like, I still can't get Adair to do that. And I'm like, I know. Oh, that it. sucks. <laughs> and I, I just like I just I want to help you. I want just people to listen to you, like I listen to you. Please, I just want everyone to love you, like help I love help you. you. Uh, what it. about you, PJ? What kind of bands you uh, you inspired by? Yeah, man. Um, obscure the better. Honestly, I I grew up listening to like a lot of different kinds of music because it kind of seemed like everybody in my family like all liked something completely different from everybody else. And since I was a, a, a musician at a young age, they've all loved to show me all kinds of things. So I grew up listening to a lot of a lot of R and B and rap was like pretty heavy in my house, and then some metal and punk and stuff like that. Uh, but like more specifically, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of like No Effects, um, Misfits, Minor Threat, like stuff like that. And then I oh, kind of yeah. started getting into like. Uh, like I, I started transitioning more into like emo stuff and like post hardcore. Um, I remember like from first to last, I, and I want to say like probably Take Back Sunday were kind of the first two like emo bands I actually like gave my time to. And then like not long after, like Silverstein saves the day. A lot of bands like that. Um, Ooh, saves the day. Yeah, saves the day is a big one for me for sure. Um, but. Uh, currently, like my my favorite bands are like Minus the Bear, Armor for Sleep, um, Lord Definition, Glassjaw, um, a lot of bands like that. Um, but I also like a lot of synthwave and electronic music too. So I'm kind of all over the place, really. I, I get a lot of inspiration from like just anything that I like, really. All right. Just gonna talk. All next. right. Who knows? Do <laughs> <laughs> do one more? Don't we have one more person who wants to do influences or Johnny? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I can't. Hear, I couldn't hear for a second. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, I uh, I was kind of on the heavier side of things a lot. Like I got into like from first to last and stuff like that really early on. Uh, but I I kind of switched over to like the more Atreyu side of things. Um, I liked heavier riffs and screaming, and so like uh, Human Abstract was like one of the biggest bands for me. Yes, uh, I loved them all phases of that band. I wish they would freaking come back, man. I know the bassist was trying forever. Um, I really liked Azalee dying for a while, but once he tried to kill his wife, I uh, I stopped with that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good reason, honestly. Yeah. Can't play. It's I'm not the separate the art from the artist type person. I'm like, no, I, I just can't. 
at that point. Yeah, that's that's like a kind of a different level. Well, I mean, not that they're all that things are like comparable in that way, but like killing trying to kill your wife is like pretty like insane. Or to just say oops and just go back yeah, to right. the exactly. you know? yeah. But I, I kind of switched them out for like Memphis Mayfire. I was really into them for a really long time. Hell yeah. Um, and nowadays I'm into like a lot of the scene that we're in, like I really like I Met a Yeti. I really like Coletta and Makari, all those guys. Um, yeah. like uh, yeah. Animal Jam's freaking sick. I don't know if anyone's listened to oh, that. Oh, dude, Animal Jam's awesome, man. I'm going to see them Thursday. We're trying to get them on the show for God knows how long. Well, no, well, we, we're doing some, we're working with Animal Jam. We're, we got a little something planned. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love those boys. Oh, they're awesome. I can't wait to see them, man. They remind me of oranges. I don't know if you guys listened to oranges oh, yeah, back orange. in the day. Shout out. They like they kind of remind me of that band, like especially like vocally and like it just like has like the same feel to me. And I love it a lot because I was really into that um, oranges album that had come out. You know, that that it's a shame, man. Like they should have kept going. Like yeah, oranges. That's what you had to say about a lot of bands, like Lady Radiator or any other like band that only released one album and then dipped. You know. I could be here. We could sit here for a while, bro. I mean, if you oh. got the time. <laughs> Speaking of bands that, bands that made an album and then dipped, I mean, the one that's coming back, the big one, really, Drugs. They're yeah. coming yeah. back. Yeah, we just guys... saw them last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. What was that like? That was awesome. I mean, Drugs is really good, but, like, Kurt with Scary Kids Scaring Kids, honestly, like, I think that might have actually been better. Like, Kurt just fucking kills it. I feel like Kurt with Scary Kids is probably better than Cove with Scary Kids because like <laughs> Cove was trying to like make the crowd sing everything when I like saw that, and then yeah. Kurt like is like singing it all himself. Yeah, Kurt's on a like, different level, dude. Like I, I, Dead American Cove is like opening and touring, and he, he's a fan of the podcast. Shout out to Cove. I yeah. feel like as a vocalist for cove i feel like he just does things differently and he knows it's kind of like a nostalgia act or i feel like kurt like he's been been touring for years and years so i think like every yeah he's seasoned he brings energy yeah yeah i feel like cove cove shout out million times to cove like you know he's not no slouch in his own right and like i definitely enjoy that he's been like adding screaming to his repertoire for for when years ago he used to be like what's screaming dude i don't do that (laughs) <laughs> I really liked what he did on uh, what was it uh, um, that uh, in search of solid ground album. Oh uh, yeah, I loved the screams that he did on that album. Very much so. I feel like like Anthony Green has said that's his favorite Seosin album, and I feel like that album definitely got like a lot of like. Unfair... I think that's my favorite Seosin album as well. Yeah, I feel like it got a lot of unfair criticism in comparison to an album like the Beatle album like that album is the most expensive post-hardcore album ever made there's nobody that's ever going to get the budget that Seosin had for that album like any album that anybody makes is going to have a hard time trying to match up sonically to like the money that was poured into that but In Search of Solid Ground is very fucking solid if you look past that you know when I was 16 I didn't even notice I just loved the album more it was it was just something that I like (laughs) I was like, this is just so much better. Like, not even that it's better, like, musically or anything. Like, it's just, like, just, like, the, I feel like they, like, went in and they fucking, like, they had, like, I don't know, it just feels so good. Like, it feels like they were, like, in a good place when they wrote it. 
Yeah, changes. I love that song, dude. Like, oh, so catchy. Mm. 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 My favorite. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. What's everyone eating? Is it good? Mm. Barbecue. Mm. I just had some raw. <laughs> that was pretty solid. Do you, guys, do you guys have Piecraft, Rundu? Do you know? You guys know what Piecraft is? I've never heard of Piecraft in my entire it's like, life. It, it's like you go in, and it's like it's like make your own pizzas, but they like have all the like ingredients. It's like it's like it's not it's not like a pizzeria. It's like it's like, like expensive pizza. Oh, I thought when you said like when you were gonna when you started off with like like pie whatever, I thought it was gonna be a place where you get to go in and make your own pie. No, and I no. thought that that was just so weird. Like, no, no, it's, it's no, it's, I mean, you, you make your you make your own pizzas. I got like pan pizzas and like oval pizzas. I had some of that for dinner, uh, before I uh, before I got on the podcast. I'm again, yeah, I'm north or I'm east coast, so I'm it's like seven for me here, but yeah, that's that's, that's what I was eating. I got I got a bunch of meat, I got a bunch of meat on it. It's oh, so good, like Kramer, yeah, on time, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, like Kramer, the. <laughs> Jerry's like you can't have people shoving their arms into a 500 degree oven or whatever. <laughs> you got people's no. fingers in the pepperonis. Yeah, they wear gloves. They're all right. That's good. Yeah. The world's a pie craft. <laughs> they don't need shoutouts. <laughs> they need business. <laughs> They're paying us to shout you out. Yeah. Well, we we would gladly take ad money. Well, it's actually it's actually really funny because they have <laughs> they have a gluten free sign in their store, and that I I was the first time I went, I looked around and I saw it, and I was like, "What is with that?" And of course, the font of gluten free is the Dance Gavin Dance font. <laughs> <laughs> and true regular. Like, I was like, "There's no way about this." <laughs> the essential font that tells us that that it's cool, man. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. Oh my yeah. god, Stephen! <laughs> Shout out to Centric Regular. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we can't we can't use those names anymore, Stephen. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> 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 the line, it really is Mario. <laughs> wow, there's, there's so much visual stuff that happened in this gonna happen this episode that like no one will get to see ever <laughs> we're uploading this shit to youtube man i don't care if it's like black video for like most <laughs> it's, it's just john's <laughs> face most of the time yeah just me and then with my ear up for a second camera. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, if you give me the video i will edit shit into the i'll, I will just I'll edit all the memes for it, bro I'll, I'll do it get that john kiss in there I'll just edit all the memes into here, dude. It'll it'll be perfect. When we're talking about the memes, well, I'll throw them in there, and it'll just be the letter C most of the time. I like that. <laughs> You're uh, Abby Ryan. Uh, I mean, I turned my video off for a second. I was like, eh, I don't really want to do this. Plus, I'm gonna walk around. I'm ugly right now, so I'm not turning my video on. Me too, honestly. Like Waltz Moore by From First to Last is playing while I look at myself in the mirror. So. I'd turn my video on, but then it would reveal that I'm much younger Nobody than everybody and, and not have the same scene experiences that you guys had. 
Are you, are you guys trying to tell me? I got an Abercrombie shirt on. Okay. No, no, no. I'm wearing a Blue Swan Record shirt, actually. All right, all right. All right. Oh, I'm wearing my Coletta shirt. I should have worn my Pacifica shirt. I'm wearing a brown shirt. Well, actually, I have a marionette on. The... All right. What band nice. is brown? Um, the people aren't going to see it. But I got the my... browning? I think I the brown. Browning's brown. Small brown. Small brown bike? There you go. That's a brown band. I'm just down with brown town. That's all. <laughs> the DGD shirt, can you tell? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got no letters or nothing on it. Oh, man. oh, Cash, what kind of shirt is that? Dude, that is sick. Coletta. It's Coletta? It's delicious. Yeah. Let me see it. It's it's delicious. Yeah, I got this, I got this from uh, the tour y'all did. Tour? Yeah. yeah. I got a Pacifica shirt, too. I guess I could throw it on, honestly. You you I remember when you got that. Yeah. I feel so bad for all the people who are not able to see these kinds of things. This is just... <laughs> can go That's on YouTube. We got a YouTube for. channel. I mean, it's got I like still... five... It's got five videos I on there. Showered since the show last night because I've just been preparing for this new podcast stuff. But um, see, so, so yeah, I look like pretty nasty right now. I imagine. I'm good. I'm not. You can't convince me to show my face, bro. <laughs> Where is the Pacific shirt? We're in the closet with Cash right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Do that as like a side, hey, wait, band, like a side thing for the demo wait. team. Like you go to bands' houses, cash <laughs> in the closet with cash. You go into bands' closets and show I mean, all their stuff. I am. I'm like in the process of moving, so like I guess I could like stream myself putting shit in the places. I guess if you want. No, no. You go to you go to bands' oh, houses and you go into oh, their closets. Oh, you want me to do cribs? Is what you want me to That's do? That's what I'm saying. Cash in the closet. He's inviting you over to rummage through his closet. Go do it. <laughs> I hope the door doesn't close behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Cash is trapped inside Steven's closet. <laughs> All right. I couldn't find the Pacifica shirt, but I didn't really search that hard. Actually, here I'm. I'll, I'll search a little harder. Honestly, I'm getting well, excellent for chin. Content. I'm, I'm getting excellent now. chin footage of Cash's chin. What's wrong with my chin? Nothing's wrong with your chin. I said I'm getting excellent chin footage. What's wrong with that? Uh, I mean, okay. That's so uh, as yeah. good footage as your mom got last night. Oh, my mom is a very nice lady who used to be a nurse. Yeah, Brian's mom used to be a nurse. Mommy yeah. nurse. Yes, thank you, mommy <laughs> nurse. Yeah, I don't think I got the Pacific bro, shirt on. Mommy right nurses now. for me, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm. I. I would love to show you footage of myself. I just mowed the lawn, though. I'm. I'm not trying to like. Be like, what time is it there? It's dark. Oh, it's footage of the lawn. Let's see how well you did. You want to see? I'm not it's, dark. It's, I'm not. Mm. It's dark out. How'd you just mow your lawn? It's 4 07 in the afternoon over here. I live in California. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> Yeah, just rub it. it in. Time is a flat circle. I'm, I'm behind everybody in time, so I get to just like chill. Why is this lamp not working anymore? Damn. Could, could you touch yourself at night? Uh, <laughs> nah. 
not so, since the accident. Yeah, I mean, the accidents will stop us from touching ourselves. But, I mean, we should probably interview Adventurer. After- yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're we've been here. rambling for like for like 15 minutes <laughs> this classic demo team right here i mean half of this show like we we have episodes that are almost three hours long and it's just like the most inane rambling shit and for some reason those episodes uh, yeah. have a lot of plays one of the episodes that's about to come out probably tomorrow uh as the city sleeps that was a uh, a lot of rambling <laughs> to say the least they almost, I think Kurt Travis has the longest run. To, I mean, we had to split that interview in two, but Kurt Travis was here for like three hours almost. Just yeah. Rambling with us. That was a good time. He was just like, yeah. He that, Kurt talking. He was just, just, just like, you just wanted to. So, he just wanted to talk. Adventure, you guys work with Kurt. I don't think anybody realizes how much you guys work with Kurt. Like, do you guys mind talking about that? Um, I mean, he is like our label. Uh, we're on Ask Records, which is Big Wave Industries. They're like a joint company. But mm-hmm. other than that, like it's pretty much it's pretty hands off. Uh, like we're still we're really close. We go to shows and we hang out, but it's more of like we're just really close friends and we're on his label and it's like a cool relationship between us. Uh, he hasn't really like uh, he doesn't like it. it I, I don't feel like he like puts a lot of like expectations on us for things. Cause he realizes that like, we kind of have a vision of our band that we're trying to uh, attain and he's just there to help us out with it. You know, more of like, less of like, a like, a, like he's not, uh, obviously he's not a hard ass boss. That's like forcing you guys to like underle underle pronto, pronto, get me this, give me that. It seems like he's just kind of like cultivating an environment that works best for you guys to thrive. Yeah. absolutely and that's kind of how it was because we didn't need like we basically told them like hey man we, we got this album we're trying to do uh and like we're going to record it right now you want to you want to put it on an s and we can work together on it and it just became a thing like it was super easy to work with him on it and once i threw the idea out there he was like yes i just want to help you guys out and that's how it's been ever since uh 2014 when he started managing us he was only kind of out there to like do what was best for adventurer Awesome. Sounds like a really positive relationship. Yeah. It feels like it. It's definitely, people. yeah, he's just super nice and it's never been like anything but chill around him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's her for you. Just chill. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, Um, he doesn't change like from like being in front of people to being not in front of people. Like he's still just that same chill dude. And that's my favorite thing. Shout out Kurt. Yeah, this, it this it, it Kurt definitely makes it a lot easier to talk to him when he's like that too. And and we, we definitely go to him for a lot of advice on like big things and small things. Uh, and, and he's always been there for us. Like even if we just needed someone to talk to or something. And uh, I remember when we toured with, with him and Andres in 2019, it was, I just remember I'll, like, I'll always remember that tour just because of how fun it was hanging out with Kurt and like, just, just being around all those people and, and kind of learning from them. And like, I, I just oh. remember like thinking it was cool that we could talk to them and it didn't always just have to be about music. We could talk to them about like regular stuff. And I feel like they kind of appreciated that too. That tour was pretty chill. That's the one that uh, Jomar made the tour documentary on. Um, yeah. 
we have a tour documentary, but it's just like locked on our YouTube page because like I want to get it a little edited. <laughs> <laughs> but it is pretty cool. It's like it's basically like a dot. It's like that whole tour. So it like goes like through every different city we were in, all the stuff we were doing. It has live videos of us, Kurt and Andres. That's awesome, man. I love those tour videos, honestly. Like those tour. I'd love to do it like a DVD type thing, you know, like bands used to do. That'd be cool. Like concerts. Yeah, because it's like it's it's like a tour documentary, you know, and that's how bands used to do it. Like, uh, I know Armor for Sleep has one, like just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have Kurt put it on the table. I just haven't put it on cassette. You can just listen to the audio. Yeah. yeah. The audio <laughs> of the DVD tape deck. Put it in your cassette player that everyone still has. I, everybody, I mean, you'd be surprised how many people still have tape decks. I mean. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but. Well, not yeah, we're, also, we're all still driving cars from like 2005. Come on. That's true. <laughs> I think it's going to like shows. It's always funny. It's like all like 07 Corollas for like I mean, if, you, if you think about it like a, a lot of those old timey cars that have tape decks that was back made when like cars were kind of like built to last like yeah they were they were built to like yo you just need a part and this part runs out here you replace that part your car keeps running you know now mm-hmm. yeah they don't really they don't really work like that anymore because it's all so much more electronic I think it's because people listen to music louder now, like really heavy music louder, and it just destroys the cars with the bass. You know, yeah. the songs are so heavy that they destroy cars. That's how that's how cool bands are nowadays, and that's my favorite part about bands nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I, I destroy I cars. cars rattling down the street, dude. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I when I play music in my car, I have to keep like upping the volume by like two every month. I'm at like. <laughs> Like two, like two or three years ago, you know, I could play it at like fifteen percent or fifteen volume, and I'd be like, "Yeah, this is like definitely like loud enough for me to like, you know, be in my zone and whatever." Now it's at like twenty eight. I'm like, I have two more to go, and then I'm maxed out. Like, <laughs> what do I Grant do? Is going <laughs> you got a ring in your ear all the time? No, no. no okay, I okay. I, 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 I might. Hear, but, I hear. Yeah. You know, like I, like listening to music like at different levels though is like kind of cool like different sound like sound levels because like you, you it brings out certain certain parts of the songs too so i yeah, usually things that you wouldn't have heard exactly otherwise listen to things quietly still, loudly yeah. new stuff in songs that like some of my favorite songs i'll listen to like through a new set of speakers and like i'll be like have that has that part always been there exactly yeah yeah, or like you, you'll listen to it straight from your phone and not use headphones or anything and it like you can hear stuff that you never hear otherwise it's weird music is weird man music is weird. airlines and i mean like y'all know that y'all know music is weird mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean i guess so, the, i guess a good question uh kind of like move this forward a little bit is um do you guys have any plans for the uh plans for the future you guys got any, i know you'd like just put out pacifica um are you guys thinking about writing new music do you have some inspiration you know what's uh what's on deck actually just yeah 
<laughs> yeah, we, we've yeah. been sending some Tabit files back and forth, like just this week, trying to write some new stuff. All right. Um, we basically, so in the past, and we don't use Guitar Pro, we use Tabit, um, which hasn't been updated since like 2005, but it's like still, I think it's way better than Guitar Pro. But uh, yeah, we just, we, we work on stuff a little bit separately, and then like we jam stuff at practice. So, like, we've got, at this point, I think I have like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got eleven different songs like in the works that I've been sending back and forth between everybody, and then uh, between that, there's a bunch of those are just stuff that we've been jamming at practice, and I've just been kind of like building upon and showing everybody. Um, so we've got a lot of actually like songs in the works. It's awesome. Do you guys? Um, how how do you? That guys think your sound is uh, gonna change you know you know you have you have you know bands have you know their sounds change over time you know um do you guys have any ideas on like you know different like pedals you guys might use from you know things like that hmm. um well i i've definitely been um thinking about using a few different types of like auxiliary symbols um kind of thought about maybe bringing a china back but doing like a like a smaller one or uh maybe getting a splash symbol or something like that i definitely want to get another crash symbol so i'm, I'm definitely looking to upgrade in in that department um but that, that's really kind of it as far as that goes for me um for me uh i didn't like we've actually just uh like fully redid like i mean not even redid we only had a couple pedals before and like we all like kind of splurged during the pandemic and got ourselves a decent like board with a decent amount of pedals so they're already like pedals that we kind of haven't used before but um i feel like the biggest change for me would be that uh during pacifica i started writing in like a newer tuning as well uh which that's uh uh two tides and 210 cherry street are both in like an alternate tuning it's like cg or like no it's like de f sharp uh b uh something else uh, mm. it's, it's, yeah. it's it's like a weird tuning that i started playing in. and I, a lot of my stuff that i've been writing in now has been in that tuning too so like i've been kind of approaching guitar in a different way that's awesome oh that's fun i mean get that that's how you get that mathy sound you gotta tune your guitars weird basically <laughs> right yeah I've noticed too a lot of a lot of ideas that we've kind of been tossing back and forth have definitely been a little bit heavier and a little bit more like driving and uh, I don't want to say less technical because it like the technicality has always been like a, a strong suit as far as like how we write our music but it, it's it's more of like uh, like I feel like our music is is kind of getting to a point where like everyone can listen to it and and follow along to it and it wouldn't be like to outside the box for like maybe someone who's not used to our genre or something like that. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like we're, we're starting to just mature a lot with how we structure our music and things like that. So I'm actually really curious to see like how these new ideas that we have kind of like plan out and stuff. Cause I think it's going to be a different, a different sound for us. Um, I feel like Pacifica already sounds a lot different than most of most adventure music that's already out there too. So we're, we're already kind of on that track. Yeah, I yeah, I, mean, I feel like we're kind of growing going in that Pacifica direction as well. Yeah, 
it was it was weird for me you know because i started on pacifica and then to go back and listen to um some uh, sacred grove that was a, it, it was not weird but you know it's it was really interesting to to hear kind of the difference in sound and then come back to Pacifica again. I think I had like two or three days where I, like I was only bumping Sacred Grove, you know, and then I went back to Pacifica and I was like, wow, they, they really did change like a whole bunch of things. So to see, uh, to see you guys, uh, to hear that you guys are looking to mature uh, your sound even more like that is really exciting for me just personally as a fan. I feel like uh, Sacred Grove was also it, like you, when you write something, you're in a different headspace regardless. Like, uh sacred grove we released in 2017 and those songs we had started writing right after the ep that we had released so like that was music from 2014 on to 2017 Mm -hmm. so like there like we were 21 and or like about 22 up until we were about you know like 25 writing that album and then now we're like close to 30 and like we just put out pacifica so i feel like you know as you get older, you mature and you like, you write a little bit different regardless. Like, I feel like I don't write anywhere near the same as I was when I was 21. And all I wanted to do was like shred on a guitar. Mm-hmm. I still just want to shred. <laughs> <laughs> and not that I don't want to shred. It's just that like, I feel like I can uh, shred and I can also like write a more cohesive song than I used to be able to as well. You know, no, the faster, the better, Steven. I'm kidding. I'm Case kidding. Full <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool hearing you guys uh hearing you guys try some uh try some different stuff. Try some different it sounds like some different sounds or some different styles even. Um I mean, you know, keep keeping true to you know what your band is about, but you know, it sounds like you said it was a little harder, you said it was um, you know, a little little heavier, but then you also said it was gonna be a little easier for people who aren't uh, as into the genre uh to kind of like tune in. So it's uh, got a lot going on. I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, what it turns out to be. Us too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big deep thoughts. I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And what, like, where are you in the process of making your new stuff? Are you like still very much in the early stages? Cause it sounds like y'all are throwing ideas around is how it started out how this conversation started so yeah, um, i think we're still throwing ideas around right now uh it's okay. kind of started a couple months ago we started talking about it okay but i, I think we were all just kind of trying to cultivate our ideas together a little bit yeah you know, i feel like there's like the early stages and then there's like because we have the plans of trying to do like a few singles this year or even just one single this year but so we're like you know we're actively it's not like we're just like starting it's like an active process at this point oh yeah that's cool so like it's it's definitely pretty early but we're the the ball's definitely rolling for sure so like y'all were just like i think it's time to put out an album again everyone's like okay not even an album we just kind of want to start working on more music like because i mean an album kind of takes like you kind of have to decide like all right we're gonna write an album let's write these songs that are kind of like cohesive with each other Whereas with singles, we can just kind of throw some ideas out there and see what like kind of what direction we want to move into. And that's kind of what we went with with like Solstice and Vicious Circle, because those kind of like pushed us into the zone to be into uh, Pacifica. Whereas like we're going to try to do some songs this year and see if that'll push us into where we want to go next, you know? All right. Fair, fair. 
I mean, if you guys were to like put a pin maybe in a release date, would you say 2021? I, not, yeah, 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 last year we got you. it's it's out. It's out already. It's out there. I mean, yeah, with 2022. With 2022 and 20 or 2023 seem more realistic. Honestly, so like we were like honestly planning on trying to have a single 2022. So at this point, that's the plan. But I can't like make any absolute promises because you know we we've been known to take a lot of times between releases. Like I think Sacred Grove was three years after our EP, and uh, Pacifica was four years after Sacred Grove. So, yeah. but the pandemic was kind of a big uh, thing for Pacifica coming out later than it should have, but still like we three and four years between releases, like we're trying to kind of cut that down. So it'd be cool to get a single out this year and then maybe work on an album to put out uh, next year. All right. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So 2023. That's weird saying it's weird to think time has gotten, gotten that high. I know. I know. Time, I'm, I'm time the keeps, 90s. Time keeps getting high, man. It needs to stop getting so high. That's what I'm saying. I used to write 1999 on sheets like at school. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like that Steve Miller song. Time keeps on something, something into the future. I don't know. Flipping. 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 Time keeps flipping. 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 <laughs> Oh, song, two tides. Yeah, yeah, that one song. Time is clipping. Shout Miller from Dallas. Time keeps clipping into the future. Yeah, that makes sense too. Clipping. Yeah, time keeps flipping into the future. Time keeps zipping. Sipping. Oh, it's on lean. Time keeps ripping. Time keeps zipping. Zip. Nipping. <laughs> it's cold. Father's time. <laughs> Got his nipples showing hey. through his shirt. Huh? Yeah. Time keeps pimping. Pimping. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love it if time would just like pimp, like uh, slowing down. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. You had more time to do things. That would be great. Add another 12 hours in a day. Like, uh, you know, you know I would be absolutely down for that. Give me another 12 hours in a day so I can do everything I want to do. Exactly. Time, you need to come out with some new DLC, bro, because like time is kind of like old. It needs updates. There's bugs in the software. Like I'm not right. Can I just go into peaceful mode so the sun doesn't go down? Like I got I I, like they need to fix their contrast and brightness settings, among other things that need fixing with time. I'm gonna move to a different planet. Slower days. Yeah, there we go. I think yeah. if stellar well, was about that. like that's different because that's the orbit is that's the year so it's how fast it rotates that's that's too complicated to get into right now though we're not so scientists like, we're musicians come on <laughs> but i have a question yes Yes, Cash. This question is for adventure. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so adventure. We were talking about Flitty Peas earlier. If you could name maybe like five bands in the current crop of the scene, no matter what level, I don't really care. They could be local. They could be guys that you worked with on Blue Swan. Make them people you toured with. 
if you could do a split EP with anybody right now, could you give us five people that you would love to do a split EP with? Um, I would say for sure in angles. Um, do we oh, each yeah. get five, or do I like? Do we have to split them between? Honestly, the three of us? that math doesn't five, work out. Go for it. Everybody can have five. That's Everyone five. gets five. All right, all right. I definitely go with In Angles because um, I love them. Their new album. If you haven't checked out the new In Angles album, it is incredible. It's um, great. I <laughs> dumb idea, but there's another band from the UK. They're oh, yeah. uh, they're called Adventurer, and they're an EDM band, and <laughs> just an adventurer adventurer split. Um, but they didn't respond to my message about it, so I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um. What was that three <laughs> or two? That's... I'm at two. <laughs> um, you had... you know, I would all love to do a split with I Met a Yeti. Um, I think that they are incredible and I'd love to work with them. Uh, sincerely, they're local to us and that'd be pretty cool. And uh, I know that they're like, they're, they're still playing shows here and there, but they're not really. Uh, as active anymore but narco debut i'd love to do something with them as well oh i need to hit them up again <laughs> word on the street is that uh they're going to be playing another show again here soon so i don't know word on the street that's the rumor mm-hmm. so i just went and saw clean. them uh, i went and saw them like two months or last month uh there was our first show in like three years so that was pretty cool two years and that was pretty cool very sick all right john pga do you guys i mean does everybody want to like do the split ep idea yeah yeah i can go um one band uh and actually we've kind of talked about this with them before um just like kind of like in passing when we've like stayed with them or whatever, but dwellings and adventure as a split EP, I feel like would be really sick. Um, I've always wanted to do one with lower definition. Um, I feel like we kind of sound like them a little bit, like a, like a diet version almost. So it's like the songs would mesh really well together. Um, on top of that, I feel like if anyone who likes lower definition would just love any reason for them to come out with more new music. Um, I also feel like the story so far would be kind of a cool band for us to do one with because we also still have that like pop punk feel to our music sometimes. Um, and I mean, everyone likes the story so far, at least a little bit. So I thought that would be kind of cool. Um, it's actually wild. I was listening to them earlier today. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> I think Turnstile would be kind of cool too. Um, their newest album uh, sounds like way different than anything we've ever done, but um like their heavier stuff i i I really enjoy it a lot and i I like the energy that they bring when they play live and i feel like we bring a lot of energy when we play live too so i think they'd be a really cool band to collaborate with too um and then honestly i'd love to do one with an older emo band like take mech sunday or like coheed or like somebody like that i feel like that would be sick oh yeah that would be sick John, do you have a, a wish list? Um, all right, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Um, I think Kanye West, for one. Yes, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I, you he doesn't Paul- really like guitar music, I've heard, but I, I think we could sway him. 
He doesn't like guitar music. I've I've heard him talk trash about guitars before, not like crazy or anything. But it's I, mean, I, I mean, it's true. Like, dude, he's got I mean, a lot maybe of not right now. He's going a little crazy, but uh, but otherwise, I, I'd actually really like to. I think Animal Jam would be really fun to do. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I would uh, personally. I've always, I always thought it would be cool to do like, uh, it, like PJ said, like something with Coheed and Cambria. They're like one of my bigs from the, being a kid. Hell yeah, that'd be dope. I, I could go with some of their their power rock uh, riffs with some adventurer yeah. leads. You're a sniper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I met a Yeti. Like Steven said, I think they'd be. Honestly, a really good fit for us. They're there. We me like, I feel like we're in like a very similar vein. Yeah, as them. I, I feel it. I feel the vibe, bro. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Andres. <laughs> there you go. Shout out, Andres. Yeah, I love Andres so much. Such a good yeah, that would be a cool one. Yeah, he could put a he could put a little extra something on it. But that mustard man, he he just gets that nice. Sprinkle yeah. that mustard on it. I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard of um you guys know Animoria, but you guys yeah. but though they sound I feel like you both of those both you guys and them have very very like um what's the word like complementary sounds chemistry yeah I think somebody's uh I think one of them messaged us once uh and told us that somebody had said that we uh should do something together but. Nothing ever really like came about it. They're still really cool. We played a few shows with them uh, on tour, mm-hmm. but like it's just one of those things where the stars don't align. You know, you don't really yeah. talk as much as you really want to. I mean, to be fair, I mean a lot of these people that you guys have named dropped and said that could be like wanting to like collaborate with. Like, I still talk to a lot of these people, and I mean, I. I could perhaps say, hey, did you know that on this episode with Adventurer, like they said something like this? And maybe we kind of like that pulses thing where you kind of speak it in, speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. Yeah. That would be dope. I mean, I would love a Joey Holiday, you know, feature on an Adventurer. You know, I mean, Boys Night Out, like Connor is really cool people. He's really approachable. I don't think it would be impossible to get a whole feature kind of checked out at pacifica because i told uh i comment some post about it that uh, i think it was a demo team post about it but i mm-hmm. basically said that uh pacifica is just a love letter to armor for sleep and boys night out and yep. kind of replied that he listened to the album that he loved it dude he is the sweetest man like i've shown him my music before and he's like this sounds like samson and i was just like i'm just happy you listened to it <laughs> Yeah, I fangirled hard to him before because, like, you know, when you find one of your favorite singers on the internet, you got to fangirl. Yeah. So no, dude, like it's it's a it's a rite of passage. Man, poor boys, I know it got eliminated, but well, they they like they they voted for counterparts. I like mad respect to him. He could have swayed the vote if he commented it, but he you know he's he's more humble than that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, which I guess we should talk about the fact that I matched y'all up against Adventure. Well, nice. I mean, against Dance Cabin Dance, y'all are Adventure. And, yeah. I know this you is should do us some losers. Like, we get the losers bracket against Boys Night Out. 
There you oh, go. That's true. I guess y'all could y'all could definitely win that. I mean, it's like a smash tournament. The loser, the winner of the losers bracket gets to face the winner of the winners bracket to go on to grand finals or something like that. I don't yeah. remember how smash tournaments go, but we'll just keep we'll just keep like having more and more elimination tournaments. We'll do like a triple elimination and a quadruple <laughs> elimination, and everyone will just be It'll everyone. Just never end. Just gave yeah, us exactly. content. For the like the last half of March, dude. Like we only had this going for like eleven days, but I think we just got Did eleven it? days of content. No, this is gonna, That's what I'm saying. Losers bracket. Oh, losers! I mean, this is gonna last at least seventeen days, but let's add another eleven to it. That's what I'm saying. We got another eleven days in us. Whatever. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I disagree. Not whatever, man. We need to give them a poll to the push. The mods are mad at me. I'm exhausted. I That's true. Fuck the mods. Like Facebook group mods, like if they really have a problem they with are, like, stuff and like people talking about music and their music groups, like they need to get over themselves like 100% because that's all it is. It's music. Just listen. Yeah. Like we're not trying to like do anything else other than push bands that are music. Like if people listen to the podcast because of it, great. But we're not pushing the podcast on band bowls, you know? I mean, yeah, I think we are a little bit. It's kind of, oh, I mean, like, I mean, I think <laughs> it's, it's not like it's bad. Like Mark, it's bad advertising for us. But <laughs> they want to sob, they can sob, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, we're like it's like the Rockers versus the mods. Pretty much. Like, yeah, like bro, every band dude in the world can tell you that some admin or mod has come up to them and being like, Oh, you can't spam or promote your art in here, even though this is a music <laughs> group. We were trying to have a conversation about like bullshit lyrics to some song that made me sad like 16 years ago like it's it's community like music communities need to stop with the gatekeepy energy yep demo team exists because mods kicked me out so and the other on the other end like i guess maybe they are good (laughs) (laughs) they serve a purpose yeah um man but yeah i i mean i think that kind of worked out for y'all because i mean i think at least a handful of people like saw adventure for the first time they discovered y'all so i'm happy about that me too yeah oh yeah thank you <laughs> we're gonna do that we're gonna, we we'll gotta get you win one of these days we'll set you up with like someone I, I was glad for the publicity on it too because it was nice to just be able to post our link and say because I saw one of the comments was like I was about to come in here and say DGD no problem but then I listened to the other band and now they're in rotation I was like that's awesome that's awesome yeah. that somebody went out of their way to change an opinion on something like oh DGD all the way but oh wait let me check this band out you know yeah like, I know a few people discovered pulses from this um, love those guys like well i think maybe c i think a couple people will discover c4 so like you know that's the secret everyone motive we love c4 too they actually we played a show with uh they didn't play the show but we had uh we did a tour with i met a yeti for the uh we toured out to california to record pacifica and i met a yeti went with us um and we were supposed to play a show in like south sacramento but it wasn't sacramento and the show ended up getting canceled. So the same day, uh, Yeti hit up Seafloor and they set up a whole show for us with like bands and everything at a house show in the garage. And a bunch of people showed up. That's awesome, man. Funny story about that really tour. Cool. I, uh, 
I threw my back out when we arrived to the very first venue and I was in excruciating pain like the entire time we were out there. Oh and God, uh, yeah. when we were playing that show that they put on for us, uh, I like turned around at one point and they had the Terminator on playing behind me. And like, <laughs> I just remember that like for a second that made me really happy. And I like didn't think about like the like pain that like the core of my body was feeling at that point in time. And like, I was like, all right, well, I, I think I can do this tour. I think it'll be okay. And then it'll be all right, all because the Terminator was on. Hey, the Terminator's a great movie. The inspiration. Oh, good good cheering up movie. Well, not really good for cheering people, but you know, it's I, I get what you're saying. Um what was I gonna say? But yeah, you only need to like stop hurting yourselves on tour. Or before tour. Before, before tour, tour, yeah. I'm <laughs> Y'all, y'all gotta it, y'all be more careful. Where's the knee pads? It's just been this last year. Let me tell you. Like, I think you know. I think COVID made us soft and weak, and <laughs> <laughs> it was like I broke my ankle. Three months later, Jeff broke his ankle, and then uh, PJ rolls his ankle right before tour, oh. and it just kind of it was like one after another thing. Like we've been we've been pretty good the last few years without hurting ourselves. I guess. <laughs> Start taking Girl, calcium tablets. Calcium day and night. You yeah, won't drink never milk. Actually, don't drink milk. I don't like milk, but I don't like milk either. I love milk, but drink a substitute milk, like almond milk or coconut milk or uh, eel milk. I don't know. Eel milk. Eel milk? Huh. Um, no, that was a thing. I but, don't think uh, it is. Eel. 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 That reminds me of something that uh, Andy Sizik said on our on our interview with him that y'all like to play um, street hockey when you're on tour. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're, I mean, we come from Detroit, and uh, like Red Wings hockey is like a huge part of like like not only just Detroit's culture, but like Michigan's culture in general. Like hockey is just like a huge thing here. Like even if you don't play, like you at least like hockey a little bit. And that there was, there's just been a few times where like I brought some roller hockey shit on tour with us, and we just played a little bit when we had nothing to do. It's it's just a good way to pass the time, stay a little active, you know. Yeah, there's a venue in uh, Tennessee, uh, Nashville, um, that has like a hockey, like a just a street hockey uh, thing right out back from it. So we ended up just standing out there playing street hockey. I think this was on the tour with Makari. But we're all playing street hockey and uh, a construction worker is walking by and he's like, are oh, you playing street hockey? And he was like, he runs and grabs his stick and he comes and plays street hockey with us. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, that it was, was actually really of Rocket cool. Town, I think. Yeah, Rocket Town. All right. Shout out to Rocket Town. Who, who's the best street hockey player, by the way? Oh, PJ. PJ? All right. PJ for PJ. sure. Well, I mean, he's we're the drummer. Just, we're, Probably the most athletic, right? Yeah, he well, I, I play real hockey too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've, I've got a little more experience, I guess. I wouldn't right. say the most athletic, but like, because we all do different things athletically. Like, you know, PJ plays hockey and does like martial arts. And like, well, uh, I like, I, I was skateboarding a lot, but I like to go out running and biking. And like, I did, uh, I was, <laughs> I did pole vault in high school, but <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that anymore. I meant like, because he plays <laughs> drums and that's like, pretty physical that's like a pretty physical instrument compared to like other stuff not like that y'all don't do stuff but 
punch myself in the head because then I'm actually doing physical stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm not just I'm not just standing there with a guitar. I actually look no, 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 no. I'm just no, but it's like <laughs> drum, like drum is like that's like that that is no, like, it's definitely the most like most uh intense instrument I would feel. Yeah. Especially when you get into like a real heavy part. Oh, for sure. Like they, those motherfuckers sweat, man. Yeah. Sweating and playing live shows is like hand in hand. If you're not drenched, if your shirt doesn't feel like you just oh, got yeah. the, wa- the water log ride at like Disneyland, you probably didn't play hard enough. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy too, because like the lights really are what does it most on stage. The lights, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like cooking underneath like a heat lamp at the, the local Jack in the Box. I remember um, whenever uh, I guess Black Sabbath got back together, their drummer like I guess he had wasn't hadn't really done anything for like years, and so he was like getting back in drumming. So they literally had someone just like throw buckets of water on him while they were playing when they were getting back together. Wow. Well, yeah, and then Ozzy would just go dunk his head in a bucket of ice water. <laughs> all of them were feeling it man they're all like 75 years old just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i remember there was one time we played in McAllen, texas and the it was like in the middle of the summer and the ac was broken in the venue <laughs> so oh, then oh. like we <clears throat> i don't know if i don't remember if we like headline or if we like played second to last or something but we played later in the night Sorry, after George. like after like plenty of people had just been breathing in there and just like accumulating all this extra heat and like just loading my drums on stage it was like i I had sweat out the amount that i would have if i had already played and then we (laughs) still had to play so i i was just like dripping like drenched and then i was stupid and i was like fuck it i just drank beer the whole time instead of drinking water so i I definitely felt terrible after that one yeah i mean i was living like near mccallan over like last summer and like yeah that place is humid as hell even in night, even at night, it's honestly kind of sucks to be around. Like Outside, yeah, pretty much. Every musician should know, like obviously with these stories and stuff like that. Like, please take care of yourself before you play a set because playing a set is already going to be an, a huge exertion of energy in like 20, 30 minutes, massively concentrated. But definitely, like, drink water if you're a vocalist. Maybe don't smoke and shit before your set. Maybe leave that till after. And just kind of like make sure you drink water because beer is good, but it's also a dehydrant. So take care of yourself. No water for sure. Number one. H2O. Get something with electrolytes. Get like make sure you eat like early in the day. Don't eat ten minutes before your set and go up on stage like Michael Scott eating fettuccine Alfredo before a mile run. Yeah, skip Taco Bell as often as you can. <laughs> it's temptation. Don't do it. You're right. A cheesy gordita crunch, though, bro. Oh, that's all I get. That's, that's, that's I, I, some I, cheese Dorito shell. Oh, stop it! I know. Does anybody? <laughs> does anybody else miss the volcano burrito? Yeah, oh. mm. that was my shit for the longest time. But then they took it away from me, and my life just hasn't been the same. They they took away double decker, and I just I can't I can't. I can't get up out of bed out of anymore, dude. It's not worth it. Exactly. Yeah. What what what's what's life? Dude, the double decker was like a dollar twenty. Like their tacos cost a dollar twenty now, and I'm just like, dude, what happened to the double decker? You put beans and everything. 
<laughs> Why? I can't do this shit no more, Taco Bell. Stop hurting me. They had that blackjack taco, I don't know, years ago, maybe for like a couple months, and I, I've been thinking about it ever since. You sound like me with uh, when McDonald's took away the big and tasty. I just, I, I, oh, I, know. I just, I big can't. The big and tasty was it, dude. That was, it was, that was like a little better than the quarter pounder all day. You know what? They, they probably took it away because everyone called it the big and nasty on accident because <laughs> of how they spelled it. Yeah. If you, if you nasty, food, give me the big nasty. The big nasty. <laughs> if you hate fast food, it's completely understandable, but sometimes it's like that food exists to be salty and disgusting and yeah. like not good for you. It's not a it's not a diet, but it is a very nice treat sometimes. Yeah. Stop taking away our food. That's right. I want just want normal groceries, man. Speaking of, I actually gotta go make dinner, so I will uh Talk to you guys later. All right. Yeah, I think we've. Uh, hey, Should we just wrap this up? Or yeah, I think I think it's. Uh, I think we've. At least for me, I all the questions that I had. You guys got any questions real quick before John makes dinner? Did we do all? What are you making? What are you making for dinner? Questions. So I, I'm looking at either something with hamburger or some type of chicken thing. I don't know. Oh, he hasn't even decided yet. You should, you should uh, turn your camera on while you're cooking and just keep talking with us. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, for me personally, yeah, I, I got everything I uh, I was looking for, everything I personally wanted to know, just like as a fan. You know, I think, uh, I think this is a really uh, good interview. I think this was uh, – very uh insightful into like you guys's process and to you know the way you guys think about music the way you guys think about how you play your music uh and also some fun stories about um you know uh, some of the people that you uh work in the business with some of your uh mentors like kurt and all that kind of stuff so um yeah i personally found i love this this is great that's a oh, good yeah. answer grant yeah, yeah. That's great you made me feel good about this interview like yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you got me blushing. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> but um, usually when we wrap up our interviews, we like to ask um, what you've been re- listening to recently. And if you guys want to just shout out your homies, shout out stuff you've actually been listening to, like you guys can use this time. Then you can plug your socials and then we'll let you guys go and you can have a nice day. Okay. Ow. So what you been right. listening to lately? John, you go first. I will, fine. Uh, lately, I've been really listening to this like pretty pretty heavy band from Russia called Slaughter to Prevail. They got this song called Demolisher, and he, he sounds like a freaking demon on the track. I'm, I'm actually a Russian major uh, in my school, so I know a bunch of Russian. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> yeah. Not me, but the band is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been listening to uh, this band. They're they're an older band, uh, again, because that's all I listen to. But they're called uh, Small Brown Bike. Uh, and they're just like a emo punk band from the early 2000s. And they're actually really cool if you like. Uh, they, they almost kind of sound like some of their stuff could have been on the Tony Hawk game. So if you like stuff like that, I'd check them out. 
I've, I've been listening to uh honestly lately i've been listening to a lot of like uh like 90s west coast hip-hop uh like a lot of like tupac um uh i can't remember i can't remember what the guy's name is but one of the songs is on san andreas and, and i guess part of it is because i've been playing like san andreas from the definitive edition lately so i've been listening to a lot of that and then also i'm going to see the midnight and like two weeks so i've been listening to them a lot too because they're like my other favorite band so just a lot of like old hip-hop and like synth wave music that's pretty much what i've been listening to for the most part that death row announcement got you going huh honestly that, that too like i can't say that i didn't put something on that day when i read it yeah i mean like i love that era like definitely like uh death row had some good producers like daz dillinger never gets the credit he deserves like he produced yeah. a lot of those good just awesome tunes man and like i was a huge fan of like nate dog like the g-funk classics that's like literally one of my favorite albums that dude's voice oh yeah like, yeah he's he's so good everything he's ever touched has been gold oh yeah there was a reason why everybody he was the, like the johnny craig of the 90s dude like everybody had a track that featured him like but oh you know, yeah yeah absolutely like, i bet he's was... a little bit better of a person though oh yeah definitely without a doubt <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, I think they both didn't know how to say no to people. And they're just like, of course I will sing on your song. <laughs> yeah. Nate Dogg was like, I'll sing the same melody in four songs. I don't care. Who cares? And like, nobody did. Everyone's like, that song's legit because Nate Dogg's on it. Yeah, exactly. He was the little John of the 90s, but he like, he was dropping bars and shit. Like everybody was like, oh, that, that this is legit. I got to go listen to this. Nate Dogg, the dog pound's on there. I got to go. Bye. Oh, yeah. 100%. Without a doubt. But um, I think that's everyone, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Wrap that baby up. Where can people find you on social media so they can follow along and see all those awesome adventurer memes? Um, so we're on, uh, I think we're on everything. We're on uh, TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter uh, as adventurer music. Um I think uh, and then, one of them's Adventure MI from Michigan, I believe. I think, I think that's, that's uh, maybe Twitter. That's a... There you go. Let's check. Let's check. <laughs> Got to make sure we get those people to the right it place. It is. Yeah, the, tw the, the Twitter is Adventure MI. Mm -hmm. um, and then everything else is Adventure Music. Uh, yeah. And like I said, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Just check us out. Bandcamp. Yeah, we got... Uh, Got stuff on Bandcamp. That's mostly where we would post uh, merch if we have it. I think um, Joe from uh, Choke Artist has uh, our vinyl of um, our first EP, the Adventure EP from 2014. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's some of that still on, still for sale on there. So if you're looking for some merch, I guess there's that. But yeah, yeah, that's just that's uh, where you can find us. And if you want to find like tapes and vinyls and CDs or whatever, go to Big Wave Industries, Esk Records. They got all kinds of cool stuff over there for the Pacifica and uh, the and Gary. Yeah, and Gary's Gary. on there. Too, so get a, get a, I think it's no, Jerry. It's Jerry but... not Gary. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. <laughs> I don't know if Jerry boards are sold out yet, but if they're not, go get one and then meet Adventurer and have them sign it one day. Like they'll love to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Meet Jerry, have him sign it. Yeah, if you can find <laughs> Jerry and his uh, American colored, like he's got red, white, and blue. He beers. is on Facebook. 
So it's Stop probably not Jerry. that hard to find. Don't be a Jerry now. Go buy some adventurer merch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But right. thank you guys so much for making the time. I know we've bugged you for a while for this. So like I, I 100%, I appreciate you guys making the time. It's like a dream come true. So it's awesome to have this happen. Everybody, please listen to Adventurer. Thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, for real. We really <laughs> appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Dude. More memes come to back come. whenever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, also, thank you, Grant, today for being here. I appreciate you, dude. You were a huge help. Yeah, um, man. I'm happy to be here. Happy to happy to give the uh, the wrap ups, the uh, the reviews of what we just talked about. You know, like you you know, bring some of tears. Up. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm here for up. it. You're gassing up the boys and you're gassing up the hosts. So I I, I dig it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. All right. So you guys all have a great day. I'm done. Yeah, me too. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to get some pizza. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys have a good night. Yeah, yeah have a good one, guys. Yeah, have a good dinner. Yeah. Deuces. I'm hungry. I want num yums. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys sound like diesel. <laughs> I guess I should just quit recording. Yeah, you should just quit. <laughs> quit while I'm ahead, right? Yeah. <laughs>